0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Brothers Podcast. Movie May continues for the third week, and we we're here to talk about I don't know another pretty much amazing uh, film that came in the nineties. I'm your host JD, and
1: I'm here with Mister Earthworm about to talk to you about Ghost in the Shell. Yes, the 1995 film, the original anime adaptation of Ghost in the Shell, the good one, as a lot the of people good would one. say. Um, But yes, uh, also very excited to talk about the the Scarlett Johansson movie. Do you know how many times (laughs) I had to type
0: that in and be like, which one? It's like the only one that you should really be talking about, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I I needed to make sure too, because I know there's a billion adaptations. And I know only like 2% of them are good. You know, at least if you ask... Like, maybe not even two, maybe one. Yeah, if you ask, like, diehard uh, Ghost in the Shell fans, like, the, they're very yeah. particular about what Ghost in the Shell they like and do not like. Right, right. Uh, I guess I'm mostly referencing Dan from Host Club. I, I know was thinking that, if yeah. he could, If we could manifest Standalone Complex as a physical being, Dan would fight them in a combat arena. <laughs> no problem. Like, he would jump at that. He'd yeah. kick the shit out of it, too. <laughs> But
0: no, we're gonna talk about that—a um, classic, which is pretty much all of our movie May lately. It's been like
1: we should call this like influential movie May, because all like between Akira, Perfect Blue, and now Ghost in the Shell, right? All of the cool movies that came out between 2000 and 2015—that's where they all got their fucking ideas. We yeah, figured yeah. it out.
0: And I—I I don't know. I, I'll just say it on the podcast. I think you know this. I've been telling you that I've enjoyed doing the movies. Um, we're getting our anime and we're also getting a story as much as we can in all these and like kind of getting it done in a day. And I'm feeling like I'm making progress because I'm watching all this influential, uh, yeah, anime. So I don't know. I may put in
1: another, like like another movie june well
0: yeah i may just come not maybe june if we don't want to do back to back to back because there are some like seasonals there's vinland saga sure, yeah we about.
1: got actually some anime we're gonna have to knock yeah off so i gotta eventually step
0: it up but it's while it's been you know warm outside and i have less time inside because i want to go out and you know be Got to get out there, you know, for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's really been great, actually, though, because no matter what I give any of these ratings and stuff like that, I'm still enjoying only having to watch these movies. It's nice. And it's... there's a lot we've had to watch, like a little behind on movies when it comes to influential movies, like you said. Without so. a doubt.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like I'm punching holes in my weeb card now, and I'm going to yeah. get a free weeb sandwich by the end of the month, you know? Hopefully it has a little layer of mayonnaise. Yeah, something. You know, yeah. I get to double double meat for free. I don't know. <laughs> double meat. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to talk
0: about that, but we actually have to do a check in. There's quite a bit going on in our social sphere and um wanted to touch on things and let you know right off the bat cuz I'm excited to say it is that I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. There you go, buddy. Volume 3. The last good
1: Marvel exactly, movie. Exactly. <laughs> that's
0: what I was going to say. I wanted to just, you know, I wanted to take a bow, a prayer to James Gunn who is now at DC and probably going to hopefully fix it
1: because DC's been shit. But Spor- it also yeah, sporadically. I mean, people really like the new Batman film. Compa- you know. Yeah, but it's a separate universe. True. Sure. So they want DC Is to be doing able to the do a DC Marvel's universe.
0: Doing. Yeah. Okay. And they had that with Justice League, but since Zack Snyder's didn't come out till later, the first one was shit. And even a lot so- of people,
1: like anybody who, it's like there's half the fan base that's like Snyder <laughs> saved it, and there's half the fan base that's like he just made it way worse. I don't know. I don't think he made it worse, but also like you, we were
0: joking about, you know. People should take a lesson for Satoshi Khan mm-hmm. making something in under two hours. And yeah, his was like a
1: four-hour cut, wasn't it?
0: Four-hour cut. But that's, he was going to break it up into two parts, yeah. like the Infinity, you know, saga, and so it's going to be two hours, two hours. Sure. That's not bad for a superhero
1: movie. I think a lot of people, but. like the the old school superhero fans, are just like, I'm. I like the fact that Batman doesn't murder people. I like the fact that yeah. Superman's not a crazed psychopath. Yeah, that's
0: the gatekeeping, and I get it. And like, they, yeah, you know, they yeah. just they
1: want their their superheroes back, and I guess there's definitely a universe. In which you know bad Superman's cool, but I don't know if they want that to be the Superman, you know? Yeah, that was like one of the first like Superman. I was like, oh, we had a new Superman
0: come out. All right, let's make him evil. Let's make him mean and I don't know, gross. Yeah,
1: James Gunn is going
0: to DC, so pretty much the last di- like good directors for Marvel. Like I know John Favreau is still doing that, but he's doing like Star Wars shit. So yeah, you know he's he's kind of spread thin. But my thing is, is Jet- G- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and you've watched one and two. I can't recommend it enough how much you would enjoy it. Okay. And unfortunately, it does say that kids should probably be warned before they go in because there's animal cruelty in this one. It is the darkest- I heard you get Rocket's backstory, and I I never imagined oh, buddy. it was good. I was tearing up in the film. I was so upset, and that's really good to get me emotionally invested qu- like right off the get-go. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous, and- um I know that my wife is tearing up and got my buddies over on the left side. And they're just like being pissed off. It's like it, the film did what it needed to do. Sure. And uh, I'm
1: just glad that there's some good Marvel out there. So... It's good. It's good. I know people didn't like Thor because it was just a, a fucking shitty one-liner joke after shitty one-liner oh, yeah. joke And movie. the CG got worse. It's like, I love uh, Taika Watiti. I think that I'm bad at pronouncing his name. I like him as a director. I watched Jojo Rabbit. It's like one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's no, such he's an-
0: really talented, but I think... He even came out with the after this one was came. He's like, I, I don't give a shit. Like I'm just making it how I want. Yeah. But at some point, you have to think that maybe maybe you're you got too much power. You're losing the direction of how it was gonna go. It's
1: just like you know, a Thor Ragnarok was fun, but at the same time, it was like we can all look at that and and it was pretty much a comedy movie. You yeah. know, like all. Oh, but it were... still
0: set the tone because and I don't that's know, maybe that's... it's because there was more death involved or. Or was connected more to the universe that was established?
1: I don't know. I think just yeah. people really liked it. And then people said, well, they like... It's like with Isekai and anime. It's like, well, yeah. people like that one. Now we do them all like this. It's kind of like making the second
0: part of the game. Sometimes you think, oh, I don't have to do much more to the game. Yeah. I just add a couple features. Yeah.
1: But instead of adding features, they're like uh, Lady Thor. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> ooh, all right. <laughs> they're like Fast and Furious. You know, They make one giant heist movie, and they're like, actually... People like this, I think. I don't know. It's yeah, making a Fast bunch of 10 money. Fast and now going to have a trilogy again. Eleven
0: oh and twelve. My God, there's
1: more. Yeah, there's more. Don't. It's bothering me. Oh man, so. Vin Diesel's never going to make get to make his final Riddick movie. No, because there's. T- I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got the got money for much. it. He just doesn't have the time. <laughs> he
0: has too much family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. He's so invested in that Riddick. He's also
0: in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's that's crazy right. Thing.
1: But come on, like how <laughs> much time does that really? He's a hell work? of a voice actor. Sure. I am Groot. Sure. He's uh, he's no Brian Cranston. That's a little, that's a little fun tool that'll help us later. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Uh, so yeah, no, I watched that and I just want to talk about it.
1: Cool. I also I'm finished glad you like Jedi it. Survivor. You have beat it. Okay, look at us. We're both I, beating video games this week. I wanted to make sure I beat it before I got on this podcast. I did the. I'll get yes. into it later, but I did the same thing with
0: Digimon. <laughs> there, there we go. So I, I, I looked up the time. I want to know how long it took me because I played a lot of side content, but I could still, after the game ends, go do a couple extras. Question. Yeah. When
1: you say beat it, do you mean main story? Do main you still story. Have, okay, you still have extra shit to do that you well, could do? Well, I did do. most
0: of my side quests, but if you look at the maps, I'm at 90% for every planet.
1: Okay. So there's like
0: a 10% I haven't discovered. Is there or post-game did. stuff to do? Other than just... There's a new game plus Okay. where you can play it with uh, two new lightsabers Enemies are stronger, you do more damage, and, like, five new perks. That's cool. And you keep all your cosmetics, but you have to redo the main story, so you That's lose fair. some of so your you powers. So you
1: get the new game plus for the, the post-game, as yeah. opposed to, like... So there's
0: replayability better than the first one, but other than that, yeah, there's really not much for me to do. But, yeah, 37 hours, almost 38 hours. Worth the
1: $60 asking price? $70. Bucks $70? Or is it worth console? the
0: $70? I think it was because I got pure enjoyment out of... Okay. If I could play a game where I get the story and the gameplay, because... Let's not lie, for some reason, this game has a better story than most new Star Wars, except for Mandalorian, which I really liked. Um, it's, it's just really good, and then you really feel the emotions that Cal, the main character, is going through. And you never really get to see a Jedi kind of delve into both like hardship mm-hmm. and also trying to be that good boy Jedi that you yeah. hate about it, like where you have to be pure. Yeah, so stoic. Don't kill out of anger.
1: Stoic to a uh, fault. Yeah, so
0: he's... And they they talk about how there's these, uh, you know, spoilers. There's not really a spoiler where I'm going to say it happens. I'm just letting you know. There's, like, gray Jedi that that ride that in-between. I love it. Yeah, that will actually, like... You're not supposed to kill out of anger and stuff like that, but they still kill people. Well, but I always they thought, also like... don't go out mass murdering like Sith. Yeah. So they're... They're the what
1: like I would think I would do. I always thought there like should be like because I know it's hard. It must be hard, oh, but there fun, should yeah. be some people out there who, at least for a good chunk of their lives, can straddle the line between force and Sith. You know what I mean? Yeah, between the the good and evil. Because you eventually, I get the idea is like if you try to do that, you just get. Yanked right into the Sith, but there's got to be wonder.
0: We watched it in the uh,
1: anime shorts and all that stuff oh, yeah, where exactly. that guy turns to the dark side so but, quickly. Yeah, and he's like a he's yeah. trying to save this woman and everything. He's doing all the right shit, and then bada bing, yeah. there it is. But there's got to be like some individuals out there that can at least for a, a solid football career straddle <laughs> that line, you know? But. If you don't
0: mind, and for anyone that hasn't finished the game, I'm gonna say maybe five, six minutes. Don't listen because I'm gonna talk about a spoiler. But I have to talk to Mr. Earthworm here because we're discussing this. Whole All right, school- spoilers
1: for yeah. Jedi Survivor. You've heard him. <laughs> this is your time. I'm give. This is why I'm talking right now to give you some time to pull your phone out, hit that 30 <laughs> seconds button. Hopefully, you're not even listening. More to than this. 30 and... seconds. You're gonna need like two, three. Yeah, but you got. You now. gotta hit that. You gotta hit it a you few times. Hit it, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, so you know, we'll just until we're done talking Star Wars and go. <laughs> So at this point, at the end of
0: the game, you've you're one of your you've lost two Jedi masters that have trained Cal. They died. They got betrayed basically, okay. and that's a big deal. Darth Vader shows up. It's a fucking crazy shit. It's you have to fight him. Jesus you Christ. have to fight him, and it's not easy. Um, so you're betrayed again by another friend. You lose pretty much three Jedi's by the end of this, and Cal's left alone again. That's hence why Jedi survivor. Mm-hmm. So it says right and left analog stick tap into the dark side and i was so scared to do it because i'm like is this going to be like there's two endings And if you choose not to go dark he won't have a tragic ending so i i decided not to and then i died instantly had to redo the fight <laughs> and i'm like instantly. oh my god so it's like fuck you you're gonna do it so i did it and you start tapping the dark side your lightsaber goes red your vision gets red and you're op as shit and i actually liked it but i was so nervous it keeps every fight that you go into it's like do you want to use it and so I'm like having to second guess every time, but it's so easy. You have like 20 guys coming at you and you can just one shot them. So it's pretty much like, do you want to try the harder path or do you want to take it easy? I went easy the whole way. This is just
1: Jack three. <laughs> this is all this. This is just Jack three again.
0: I, all I know is that it was great to see. And by the end, though, he chose to kill not out of, out of anger, but out of like he needed to because of survival. And then it's like it ends with like basically he's still level headed, but you can tell something's changed in him before this probably third final game. Uh And I just want to say it was done masterfully because I don't think Jedi that kill or have to tap into the dark side once in a while are necessarily bad people or like have to immediately become Sith. Like Mace Windu apparently in the the series, the reason why his lightsaber is purple is because the blue and the red, he is able to tap into the dark and the light side and keep a level head. Oh, they really never explained that. No, no, because a lot of people are like, "No, you just wanted a purple lightsaber," that's, which and is that's true. Actually, what but it after was. they like they bought you out George Lucas, they they had a Renicon. Yeah, purple we can't just leave in. that. We can't just
1: leave. That's so fucking. Oh my god. That but is But I do so love wild. purple lightsabers. So oh yeah, it's I badass. want Cal to have one. Be
0: the second one with a purple lightsaber. So yeah. Anyone that stands with me, rise up. <laughs> um. But no, that's it. Uh, I just want to talk about how I like that gameplay mechanic. I liked it a lot. Um cow's a jedi that actually has a romantic relationship and you're forbidden to do that as a jedi and he does it anyway like full-on macking on this girl three times i'm like so proud of you good for him so proud of you good for him so uh yeah take that old christian values (laughs) (laughs) not my jedi (laughs) but no i've just been having a good time doing that i went to the movies i've been going out it's been a great week except for the pollen kicking my
1: ass so (laughs) that's enough about me how is your digimon Good, yeah. I beat Digimon World next order. Um, the beat the main story. There's still some post game. There's still one chapter. There left. is. Yeah, there's huh. like one chapter. It goes by chapters. Um, I beat the four main story, and there's one post game chapter that I have to do, but I did it. I beat it. It took me, fifty something hours, which is oh. much longer than it should take. It me. probably wasn't that long of a story, but you took no. Your time. I had no idea what I was doing for like the first thirty hours. I was playing it genuinely. Um, once I picked up a guide because this is. Yeah, it's pretty JRPG. It's not, you know, you don't get the Did you get a physical guide? Oh god, no. <laughs> oh. No, uh, you go to GameFAQs and uh, <laughs> they've got all the information you'll ever need for free. It's What wild. is my mission order, please? Yeah, so I just picked up a found a game guide online and that helped a lot cuz it's the whole idea behind the game is obviously you're raising your two partner Digimon, but how you progress through the story is you go Find other Digimon in the world, and you have, might and have they to evolve. No, no, for the yours do. For these ones, you have to like recruit them to come back to the city. So it's kind of like a your mission is to rebuild the city that you started in into like this big thriving Digimon metropolis type deal. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you just go out, you find Digimon. You might have to battle them. You might have to go do some JRPG ass fetch quest where it's like I need two you know ten of these fruit and fourteen of these vegetables. You gotta go find them, kid. Like, all right, cool. I can do that. Whatever you say. Yeah. So we we did all that. Um, I had a lot of fun, dude. Like, I just um, I don't know. I'll probably beat the post game. I don't know if I'm going to restart the game right away. You know what I mean? Are you going to beat Shadow of the Colossus, or you did that? I right? definitely still have to pick up Shadow of the Colossus again. That's something that I have to do. I got massively distracted by Digimon. I get it though, but you beat Digimon, so you got that done. Yeah. Um. So it's that's definitely been helping quell. My Digimon craving. When's
0: the last time you think you've beaten a game? Oh, we, yeah. Normally we're playing competitive online. You know, that's that's why when I complete a game I feel fulfilled. Yeah. Because that's the point of you buying a game is to kind of complete it. And pretty much. Um we don't. We
1: are very uh you like monkey brain. Uh, most of the Pokemon games I get, except I I never completed uh Violet. I haven't haven't actually beaten that yet. Oh wow. But I, I beat I, it before you. Know, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like Sword, I beat Pokemon Sword definitely. Red Dead Redemption 2. That was that was probably the
0: biggest one, because that had a full-on mm-hmm. story of eight hours. Uh, no, not eight. I was like it was 30 long hours. Yeah,
1: it's a long boy, and I I probably spent just as much t- time it took me to beat the story just playing poker. Oh, yeah. You were gambling so, all the time. I did gamble a lot. It was a good time. <laughs> I, I beat Shadow of War, which oh, yeah. is like, a, you know, uh, I've beat Sonic Adventure 2 a few times. Um, I don't, Yeah. <laughs> it's not a lot, dude. I haven't not beaten a lot of games. I, I mean, Dynasty Warriors 5, I guess I've probably beaten that. At one point, I probably did all the scenarios. Yeah, it's just something I like to think of, because you
0: doing that with the Digimon, it's like, that's a good thing, yeah. that you were able to finish a game. It's, I think it's more important to finish a game than just play it for fun. I'm not saying you can't play a game for sure. fun, but it's nice most to the have. time-
1: yeah, you want to complete it. You want closure. And it helps that like it wasn't I I don't like super long games. I know some people for pe- for people they're like, "Oh my god, 80 hours to beat the story. That's a selling That's point." That's most to them? JRPGs are minimum of 80. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I fucking I don't need that. I yeah. really don't. Um it just this was I probably if I would have known what I was doing right away, I probably could have beaten the game in less than 30 hours. Yeah. Cuz I spent a lot of time just going out and grinding and just playing around and spending time training Digimon without knowing like the yeah. most efficient way to do it. So I just wasted a lot of fucking time. Um, yeah, I told you your Digimon like reincarnate. I was in to like the seventh or eighth generation of my Digimon by the time I, I finished it. And that's like way too much. I just, I spent wow. so much time just evolving going, "Oh, what can I get now? What can I get now? So yeah. I had fun doing it, but if I do it again, I'll probably be more, way more focused. About Precise. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it definitely helped that, like I mentioned, the combat's super, super chill. So if it was like Pokemon combat where I had to like turn-based and make sure, like take the time to pick the move, I don't know if I would have gotten so into it, but the fact that I could just like run into it, and kind of like uh, World of Warcraft or MMOs, you just kind of click on a guy, essentially, and he just does the attacking. Yeah. Pretty much like that, so it's just like, run into enemy, let the computer attack, run into enemy, let the computer attack. <laughs> it was really easy to grind out. So that is that. I've been watching more Digimon Adventure Two. I'm about halfway through that season. Wow. I watched uh I, I got to Ken's uh I got through like Ken or that Digimon Emperor saga. Um I just wanna say, like without really giving away spoilers, uh Wormmon, he is such a good boy and I love him and I wanna hug him. Okay. Like, holy shit, I we all need a friend like Wormmon. Like, Ken is kind of an asshole. He's this like he's a Digimon Emperor and he's trying to enslave all Digimon. And uh Ooh. and his his Digimon, like his partner is Wormmon. And he's just this little fucking green worm. He's this little nerdy fucking guy. So cute. Whatever, you know? And uh, Ken's an asshole to him for most of it because he's <laughs> this imperialist like king guy and he's an ass, you know? Yeah. And Wormmon sticks by his side and he's just like, I know there's a good Kid inside you, buddy. I've I've seen him, and I'm gonna love you no matter how evil you are. I'm gonna love you no matter who you. It's are. like son of a bitch. Um, but real quick, uh, I do want to say my favorite piece of localization I've ever seen. I I've, I've seen in Digimon Adventure 2. So uh, I'm watching the dub, and they they take a lot of liberties with the translation, especially with like the kids dubbing. You know, so there's one scene where Wormmon and another Digimon Patamon are about to like fight. And they're both, like, looking at each other. And Patamon's like, you want to fight? And Wormmon's like, nah, I'd rather have a staring contest. And it, like, shows them, like, each staring at each other. Like the pre-battle shown in fight. You know how the Dragon yeah. Ball, yeah, it's going to fucking, my eyes, your eyes. But there's no way that's what it actually said. You know, that's the guy translating this going, it looks like they're, you know, having a staring contest. That's their battle. So I'm going to have some fun with this. It's like, nah, I'd rather have a staring contest. Hmm. <laughs> And it's just, it's so quippy. It's like, you don't get that anymore. And I miss the 2000s. I miss the 2000s (laughs) dub. Yeah, I miss a lot of stuff about the 2000s and late 90s. It was a good time. It was the best of times. It it might have been, you know? It it might have been. Everything was radical. So is after
0: Adventure 2, it's done, right? Or is there more to come? No, there's so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right.
1: Digimon has had so, what we wish they would have done with Ash and moved the fuck on Digimon did that. There are so many Digimon spinoffs. And they're all new characters? Yeah, most of them, yeah. The, so there is a continuation of the Adventure series, which is the ones I've been watching that stems from the original. It's uh, six movies called Adventure Try, gotcha. And that is, uh, that's kind of like the... that was made within the past five years, I think. And that's like, hey, a lot of Digimon fans are adults now. Let's give them a send-off for the characters they knew as kids. Type shit. But there's a bunch of other, there's Digimon Tamers, Digimon Ghost Game was recent. Uh, yeah, there's one where like the kids turn into Digimon instead of having Digimon. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, not everybody's favorite, but still. I'm yeah. not a furry. There, I, I, I could <laughs> spend the next like year or two of my life watching Digimon. If I'm I not really going to lie, for the to... sake of the podcast, we're not doing that, hopefully. I'll at least fit some other stuff <laughs> Fits,
0: in. Yeah, sprinkle some other things in there.
1: But yeah, I'm having so much fun. It's all so stupid and... Digimon become humans with guns, and I, I, it's really dumb. It's but like, I some like JoJo's it. level shit. It really is, and it's like I, unacceptable if a Pokemon did that. Unacceptable. Digimon have come to expect it. Where is his nuclear rocket launcher? <laughs> Where are the guns? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up about
0: Digimon. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> no, you're good. Like I said, we're talking about kind of just having joys. I'm having joys watching anime movies because I won't. I'm not really watching a long series or anything like that because right? I don't
1: have that. Kind of nostalgia to like oh, I love Digimon, you know, just get into so. something, watch it for an hour and a half, and be like done with it, be like all right, that's it, i'm died no I've done my work now I can just think about it, <laughs> hell yeah, so um yeah, uh,
0: unless you have anything else or any business you want to get to um I will say hopefully I'm not doing this at a wrong time, but he did tell me it was going to be either this sunday or next sunday i think it was this sunday because when we talked it was like two weeks ago but okay. i'm doing a guest episode with matt from what's yes. melancholy yeah. uh we'll be talking about um some things called would you rather it's a Hell would You yeah. rather game we had a lot of fun uh we had a good time shooting the shit And i just want to say that uh if you can check that out he's an amazing dude uh i just hope it was uh this sunday after we come out on monday because i, I I feel like he said it was two weeks from the time we talked and it's been that time, but I lose track of time when I'm yeah. on night shift. I think I think so. you're
1: right. Um not okay. that I know fucking If I spoiled it ahead of time, I'm sorry, Matt, I love you so much. You know, much. you know, Matt and Craig got a lot yeah, they got their own schedules going on, so I don't know for sure, but I think you're right. So either way, just go go see what Otaku Melancholy's up to, you know. Maybe, even if JD's not on the episode, maybe you'll like what else Matt's talking about. Oh eh? yeah. He'll have yeah. another episode with somebody else from a podcast called Alex. Yeah. So they will definitely have to listen to that as well. Matt will We'll have an episode out. We can guarantee that. All right. So let's get to it. All right. The time is nigh. Ghost in the Shell is a 1995 animated film by Production IG, directed by Mamoru Oshii, And it's pretty fucking cool. It's a (laughs) cyberpunk neo-noir. I mean, wasn't everything in the 90s in anime. But yeah, yeah. And you've probably heard of it, if you if you're listening out there, yep. and you're like,
0: I, I've never watched it. I saw previews all the time, tsunami shit like that. It's I out saw there. oh, there's a naked chick on the on the cover. Yeah. you know, it's that's... in
1: the cultural fucking zeitgeist of yeah. just yeah. everybody. For, for for real though, if this is the first you're hearing of Ghost in the Shell, you have to reach out to us. I have to know where you live. Like, what were you doing? What did do you live in a basement? Like <laughs> like you
0: didn't even know about Scarlett Johansson? See, it's a live action, and then go, huh? How'd they come up with this idea? Oh, well, there was an anime. Oh, okay, yeah. So, that's very hard
1: to not know. Yeah, especially like like you said, there's been a literal American Hollywood adaptation of of this. Yeah. You know? Um, so it was out there. But yeah, this film, whether you like it or you don't, or you think it's dated or it's your favorite fucking thing ever, it's unquestionable that it has inspired a bunch of cool shit that has come out within the past twenty you know Uh, almost 30 years for
0: 1995 to all three of these anime have different looks to what we've watched in the last movies like akira and then we watch perfect blue and now we're watching ghost in the shell all within the late 80s to 90s and all that and let me tell you the more and more i watch things in that era the more i realize why New animation looks so good, but for some reason it just doesn't hit the same sometimes compared to this old shit. It's
1: there's a special vibe to that nineties shit, you know? Yeah. And it just it's almost hard to explain. Like granted, cell shading has a lot to do with it, but there's just something else, something about that attitude of that nineties. Yeah, it's fucking so it directly inspired the Matrix, the Wachowski's Went to their producer and they're like, "We want to do this for real." I could, I could see this. Uh, James Cameron has uh, stated it for being an a- inspiration for Avatar, and I think that's kind of the themings of like what it means to be human, type thing, rather than the aesthetic or the visuals so much. Yeah. And uh, not
0: enough is praised about Avatar's second movie. Just saying that. Fucking goaded. Yeah, a lot. So, I mean, it made a,
1: a an animated, dollars.
0: fucking wonderful thing. It's just, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. also inspired Steven Spielberg in his yeah. AI artificial intelligence. Like, this is maybe not. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, it it's sown its seeds of inspiration into so much. Anything that has that, like, Blade Runner vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can look at, like,. Like Blade Runner, for example, anything in that post-cyberpunk like cyberpunk era, you can look at so many influences from something like Blade Runner and then you have Ghost in the Shell where it's like sitting right there on the podium with it, mm-hmm. you know? And also the, the other movie we covered, Akira. Like Akira, it's just these like pillars of what it means to be cyberpunk or neo-noir or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, and this is probably the most... Until you get to, like, you know, the the, D, the D&D type of, like, Cyberpunk Red and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, this is the only, like, movie I think I've seen that's really classified as Cyberpunk since Cyberpunk
1: edge runners Yeah. I would say, I think Akira falls into it. maybe It doesn't yeah, focus so much on the technology.
0: Yeah, it's more apocalyptic.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, like, right before you get the body mods is where Akira's timeline sits. And yeah. then, like, maybe 10, 20, 30 years after where Akira sits, you get full android people
0: apparently but we go from laser guns to now just bullets that shoot like 50 caliber out of a little mini uzi yeah that's crazy i gotta tell you if i if if i say any critiques the one thing i will not critique is the fact that you can put in huge rounds in a small gun that hit crazy hard on a target but it just fucks up your gun
1: i <laughs> love the concept i did I like really that. do yeah I pre- i'm a gun guy so i yeah. mean i feel that i feel that all right. Uh, should we read a synopsis? Give the people an idea of what's going on Do you have a synopsis there? So you're more prepared than me. That's uh, all good. Okay. I uh, I think I have one at the fingertips. Um. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna read a little bit off the Wikipedia because my synopses are generally rambly. So hopefully <laughs> some, some other pen. You didn't like your last one. You're like, yeah, we're going to read. From uh, yeah. So this lady gets stalked and bad <laughs> stuff happens. Uh, okay. <laughs> in 2029, with the advancement of cybernetic technology, a human body can be augmented or even completely replaced with cyberme- cybernetic parts. Another significant achievement in this is the cyber brain, a mechanical casing for the human brain that allows access to the internet and other networks. An often mentioned term is ghost, referring to the consciousness inhabiting the body. Major Matoko Kun- Kusanagi, excuse me, there is an assault team leader of Public Security Section Nine of Newport City in Japan. Following a request from Nakamura, chief of Section Six, she successfully assassinates a diplomat of a foreign country, preventing programmer named Dieta from defecting. And that's pretty much the whole. The whole, like, first It scene. becomes a little political quickly. It does, but the idea... Section six, section nine. Yeah, so uh Matoko, she is just pretty much soup... She's pretty much fucking RoboCop, and the whole idea is there's this cyber hacker who's been able to hack into straight-up, like, government's facilities, and people like Matoko, like, who are one hundred per- almost 100% yeah. android, called the Puppet Master... And this is kind of this new thing. Nobody's ever had the hacking ability like this. So Play Cyberpunk 2077. You're hacked all the time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's like the whole idea. It's a little bit of a cat and mouse game. It's some detective work. And, yeah, it really gets down to when does a human stop being human? Is it the parts? Is it the consciousness? What makes somebody, you know, alive? What makes somebody sentient? yeah um so from here on in case you didn't know spoilers, spoilers ahead we are on the spoiler chain choo choo all choo, aboard choo. if you haven't seen ghost in the shell uh you can watch it on youtube which i do not recommend this because the subtitles are awful you can also watch it on amazon for free without a prime membership Tubi, be for Tubi. free tv without a prime without a membership um you just gotta give them your email i guess uh they're all gonna have ads which does kind of a bummer. You can definitely buy this movie um not, you know, I the Blu-ray rip of this would probably be really nice looking. So I could recommend picking up a Blu-ray. But yeah, those that's where you can watch it. If you haven't watched it, spoilers ahead. If you have watched it, why would you be upset about spoilers? You've already seen it.
0: Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, because well, we're going to be kind of going all over the place. Uh, I have things in my mind that I remember clearly and enjoyed and there's things in this where I was kind of like eh. All right. So you know. before
1: we get into like plot stuff, what made you? Because this is your choice for, for movie yeah. May, and I'm not upset. Like this is a wonderful no, I'm, choice. I'm,
0: I'm, I was hoping you enjoyed it because this already, when watching it, was like this is going to be right up Earthworm's alley. Yeah, I was. The setting is my alley, but the concepts and the whole talk of what makes you alive. Yeah, and just I, the it 30s, bores me. It the, really bores me. But the minute
1: long yeah. scenes of just traffic. yeah
0: music sets a tone in this and i'll say that for sure it even says like on the you look it up it says who it was like you know uh composed by and and i'll say that there's a lot of times they'll show like a very uh drab scene of basically the city with rain falling and they'll have the music going and it really tries to build on the ambiance of a cybernetic world and i think they do that well but yeah there was a lot of times where it was like ava-esque as we have to sit here in a long long scene and discuss and constitute what makes you actually real yeah and everything like that and i've seen it in a lot of things so maybe it's because i've been oversaturated
1: throughout life never watching you you watch the the entirety of westworld you know bro
0: i that's what i mean i've watched west i've watched a lot i've watched i robot which is the same thing which came out nine years later and i loved but probably got a lot of ideas from this well even that like
1: and to say that ghost in the shell is the first piece of media to ever go what makes a human human especially as far as like ai and stuff goes that would be a lie because we have all the 50s sci-fi that came out all the books and shit you know but this probably was the first cyberpunk idea of like what makes us human i think it was like a visual masterpiece and because like it was i think the aesthetic had a lot to do with it yeah yeah and because it drew people in and then maybe made people see it and there might have been enough time in between something like the book iRobot, or like what Blade Runner was inspired by, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, Do androids dream of electric sheep? That's that's the book that's about like AI. I didn't know that, so yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Uh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> I like I like knowing things. He's a
0: book of like some things that you don't think need to know, and it's not. It's useless. I have so information. much shitty surface knowledge. And I'm just I like say a... useless because that's what other people would say. I say it's fascinating because you can. I don't need to look it up. You can <laughs> tell me,
1: you know freshman know I mean? philosopher, baby, right here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think um. Ghost in the Shell was doing it at a time where it had been kind of it had been a while since yeah. and then like you said after that you start to see things pop up within the next decade or two oh, yeah. of like what what is it to be human oh we should do another what is it to be human oh. have you thought about what happens <laughs> when ai becomes sentient i think it, it it wasn't the first but it might have lit the spark so of that
0: so you can see why Once again, like when we started Perfect Blue, I had that mindset like this. I was like mindset like, oh, this would be great. It's gonna be a cyberpunk action fucking thriller. Yeah. And it was more of like a a psychological breakdown of what Mm -hmm. makes you human and can a AI become sentient to be human. And I was like, oh, man, I was really wanting more. You wanted more
1: action, more. And
0: I wanted a little bit more of like less talking, more doing Mm -hmm. like, you know, and maybe I just got the wrong concept.
1: I think it did a lot of visual storytelling, though. It I just, did. I don't think There's it was... There's positives,
0: but that's my negative. It's, sure.
1: It wasn't telling yeah. the story that you were ready for. It's not what
0: I really cared about. I wouldn't... And that's unfortunate. Someone's going to be listening. It's like, then you get the whole... You missed the whole point of it. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're right. But that's just from everything I've heard and everything I expected and me coming from like, I love cyberpunk type of shit, mm-hmm. I was just expecting something different now that with the old.
1: action scenes that we did get oh. i would say most notably um oh. motoko versus the tank spider thing
0: oh that's not just it too everything to do Every, with yeah. a- like just her design of this suit that like makes her look naked but it's like a camouflage suit Uh uh-huh. i like everything to do with that and the details of it but. hell yeah but did,
1: so did you think that like the when you did get your wild wacky action violence um did you did it pay off I oh mean, yeah okay yeah
0: like Akira, I liked all of the gun animation, especially with the tank, like where it's slowly destroying the cinder block. Oh, but it um, grabbed your fucking pillars. head, bro. Oh, that yeah, one was, was nuts. No, that's what, I mean, so there's a lot of detail here and they put a lot of like this was a mix of both two D and three D the There was a little there was a little bit of
1: three D. Like all the computer shit that was on the screen yep. was three D animation, which I I think was like cool because it's Worked supposed fine. to be a computer yeah, yeah. in that universe. Yep. So everything
0: action-wise, it was animated well for everything. Like I said, I liked a lot of the set pieces where it would just show people driving in the city Mm -hmm. and music playing. I I liked all of that. Um, There was nothing bad at all in regards to that. Yeah, the action wasn't there as much, but I thought it was really well done. Sure. And it was graphic. Yeah. You know like when the people got like blown up with like into oh, pieces yeah. and their their rib You see their spine hanging. Oh it. my, like, like a guy sitting in the car and then
1: boom, he's just goo. That, and it's I like, remember what the fuck happened? That scene was wild. I don't remember why he blew up or whatever, but he did and it was crazy. I'm pretty
0: sure it was uh, Matoko and her unit like assassinating people oh, yeah, like yeah, oh that's right because yeah. he was
1: shooting with those giant yes. exploding bullets and then got... they're following
0: a criminal and it's like oh he's using whatever caliber rounds and yeah it, and it's like man that must be hard to do and you see when he shoots it's like all it you pushes his to... back yeah yeah because it's such a huge round and i'm like dude this is a cool concept I yeah like, this is what i wanted from a cyberpunk type of shit you know
1: the animation in this was like crazy too because it was it's different than like a than the past two movies we've watched, you know, like yeah, Perfect Blue had some really like, but it wasn't out.
0: meant to be like you know, no the most drawn out animated fucking shit.
1: But I would say that where it kind of lacked in that in the one or two scenes that blew your fucking brains out, hmm. I think, I think it it really in the consistency. Like I would be hard pressed to find a single goddamn frame in this anime that was like out of place. You know what I mean? Yeah. How like in Akira, the if you were to Go frame by frame, you might find a couple wonky ones, which is fair, because that's how you get that wild fluid in animation, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But with this, it just felt like everything, like, was so on character model, and everything was—it all felt, like, really correctly weighted, and, you know? And it still had that, like, 90s cell shaded like, vibe— I don't even know if I'm explaining what I want to get across right. It just felt so hard. It felt so crisp, you know where it's like the lat you know perfect blue especially perfect blue was all over the place and very sharp and jagged yeah. to where you know this this ghost in the shell felt much more smoothed around the edges and I really appreciated how, like I said, it felt like every single frame was just meticulously done absolutely i hope I hope that sounded correct to everybody i hope people got what i was saying and they're not like stop talking shit about akira now i've never watched
0: this 2.0 and all that stuff i've never seen anything it's new animation they blended more 3d with 2d um y'all can tell us after this if it was like not worth it but i find it hard pressed to be better than the first one sometimes it's originality Mm -hmm. it's how it was done it's kind of like taking uh, making a new akira and be like let's put all the budget we have in this new technology and trying to say it's better than the old one when it's just sometimes some things are too old to say this is better because that was a crazy feat back then and amazingly talented oh yeah so yeah i find it hard to think that there's anything but no all all these movies we've watched have been animated beautiful in their own way yeah. and i haven't been upset with it at all i mean no. maybe that's what movies are but well done
1: and i love like the just the kind of grittiness you get with that old school animation you know mm-hmm. we mentioned it but that's that 90s vibe that you just can't get anymore no no matter where you go
0: Right. So was there anything that you didn't like or are you saying that everything was perfect for you? No,
1: like, I, I'll admit that this hasn't this movie hasn't been blowing me away like like the previous ones have. I loved it. I yeah. loved I loved everything about it, but I don't know that it at least on the first watch that it was it really resonated that's with. That's what me. I'm
0: thinking. Is it's like, do I have
1: to watch it again? And and that's something I've noticed with all of these movies, is that when I, I think the reason I don't, like, I don't mind spoilers is because I like to know what happens, because if I know the events that are going to happen, I can really start to piece together the little things about an anime, you know? And that's when I can appreciate the 30-second scene of traffic and the cool music and be like, oh, okay, that's why they're <laughs> letting you breathe here. Instead, I'm just sitting here waiting to find out what the next event is going to be. So you make it sound like, yeah, that's the reason why being spoiled is fine, but...
0: Maybe it's fine being spoiled on things that are, well, also things that are back in the 1980s and 90s where it's been out for 30 plus years. So if you hadn't watched it by now, yeah, you're going to get spoiled,
1: right? But like, and I won't spoil it here, but like the ending of Perfect Blue, I liked the fact that I had no idea what what was yeah. gonna be what was gonna transpire. But there, if you, you know were told saying? how it goes
0: down and like And I don't think it would have said ru-
1: character was this person. And I don't think it would have ruined it for me. I like the fact that I got to experience it the first time. Yeah. But next time I watch it now I'm going to be able to see all of the hints along the way. Kind of like rewatching Attack on Titan and going, son of a bitch, you've been evil <laughs> the whole time. I knew it. It was <laughs> right in front of our fucking faces. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it was a little too breathy. If I had to get In only an with hour it, twenty minutes, it's it, it, even less than Perfect Blue. I think it had a lot to say, uh, but I think it had a lot to say about one specific subject. Whereas Akira and Perfect Blue were touching on a lot of different things, um, this specifically Ghost in the Shell was really tackling the idea of what when pretty much when does a computer become human, when does a human become a computer. Right. And it it didn't have much time or room for any other concept to really tackle other than that. But I like the fact that it tackled that very well and very intensely. And it's again, it's not anything that we haven't heard before, no. but some of the words that were used and the phrasing kind of gave you a different perspective about it, especially towards the end when you actually get to hear the puppet master speak for the first time. And he really breaks down, like, why do you think you're special? What makes human's human, like, do you think you're anything more than just some random thing from the primordial ooze, you know, neither science nor philosophy can explain something like memory, Mm. and it's like, okay, now you're making, now you're really hurting my feelings here. (laughs) (laughs) You're hitting something I didn't think you were going to be hitting. So I appreciated the fact that it was really digging deep on this one, on this one theme and really nailing it out and just kind of... To peeling back the layers of right. what human conception is about what it is to be human. And we're
0: tiptoeing around it a little bit, but, and because we don't get deep into like what is the whole story, because you're pretty much here because you know about it. But what I find fascinating is that it's pretty much trying to do all this through Matoko, Yes. Who is the major, because, you know, she's almost, I almost give her like the Master Chief vibes. Like everyone's like, oh, it's the major. I'll give you, know, you that. You know, yeah. She's got, like she got
1: some Chief vibes.
0: But she's obviously, you know, like any AI or sentient being. Um, She's kind of going
1: through the motions of, like, man, I want to know my purpose mm-hmm. in life. And, and she's she, human, though. She's just gotten... So she's what... The, she's the ghost in the shell. Her consciousness y- has been yes. put into this fully which android thing. Which you see thing. being
0: created at the beginning of the movie, which... If we're going to talk about scenes that stole it from me, that, that was whole, cool. like, coming through and the muscles being jointed with, like, cybernetics. Yeah. And, like, the it's like, getting formed up, like, with the laser grid. Yeah, and that, dude. Yeah. That was good. And that was probably where a lot of this 3D was added in. And that's in
1: 1995. That's how you know. like They knew what they were doing with the the computer-generated animation. They weren't trying to do anything too much. So you also, I want to keep setting
0: the scene for myself and giving myself my background. Coming into this cyberpunk type of world. I also watched this show called Altered Carbon on Netflix. I've heard of that. I was highly telling you to watch it for the theory of, but we this is before Ghost in the Shell, but it's it's into a futuristic. Is world. this an anime? No, it's a okay. live action. Okay. It also got turned into an anime because it was so good. Okay. It it American? It's it's yeah Netflix American. Okay. But you're basically following an Asian character, I believe, that's put into a white character, and they call these people sleeves. Oh. So your consciousness does it sound familiar Yeah, is put into these sleeves and basically he is brought back to life this this character to solve a mystery of someone's murder and this rich guy was murdered his sleeve was killed but he has multiple sleeves because he's rich uh stuff like that or no wait no i don't think he had multiple sleeves anyway but no so i've watched a lot of things lately Mm -hmm. especially live action i've watched westworld so uh, the idea of that, yeah, she is basically, her consciousness is put into this this sleeve, I'm going to call it, sure. even though it's a ghost. In her, or the uh, edge, it's the shell, you know? It's the shell yeah. of the body. Uh, she just, maybe uh, I missed it. Maybe it's because she wants to know what her original body was like or how she originally was before she was put into this new body. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what makes you you at this point. Yeah, I like all that. But this is coming from the last movie we reviewed, yep. Perfect Blue. If you're gonna make the main character the centerpiece, I need to also just kind of get a little bit more from you. And I felt like a lot of times there's just a lot of mystery behind her because she's the ghost in the shell, you yeah. know?
1: There wasn't a lot of character work. It wasn't a lot of
0: time, you know, for me to be like, I have to put that like nostalgia of everyone saying it's a nine or ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I have to really sit here and be like, okay, what is it telling me? And is it
1: doing it the best?
0: You know? And I think so. that's
1: where the subsequent rewatches come in. You get yeah. to you you get to experience more from the visual storytelling and maybe that way you can get to know Matoko better. But they'll definitely be on there. I'll watch it again. I know I will. And there wasn't a lot of dialogue. And I guess I will say I think I appreciated the fact that this this film wasn't. Normally, you like dialogue. I do, but I also appreciate when things are willing to go out of the norm. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love a fucking episode of Info Dump. You know, that that shit. (laughs) I love that shit. You get off by that shit. But it doesn't always need to happen, you know? And throughout this entire movie, it never felt like. They were ever saying anything to the audience, which a lot of anime, especially, can feel like yeah. they're talking directly to the audience. You know, the high cue. Oh my god, he's doing the super mega volleyball. I know we kick. just saw that happen, but we need to ask somebody what just happened. Need explained, and it's not being explained for anybody in the show necessarily. It's being explained for the audience. This didn't do that. Any piece of dialogue was for the characters in the movie, and therefore a lot of the a lot of the time was dead space there wasn't a lot of dialogue there was never a an explanation where some characters sat back and said ah yes the ghost in the shell program established in 2015 you know it was never we just had to pick up those pieces from what we came to understand
0: yeah the only background they gave was kind of like what's the deal with section six section yep. nine and like the certain government officials in
1: the section. And... Even that wasn't, like, so much background, because I still don't necessarily know, like... Oh, I what think that's their... what it
0: is. You just don't really know what's you, going on. Yeah, you only on, got you know. the
1: background of their, the, their conflict and the fact that yeah. Section 6 and Section 9 are, like, kind of at odds a little bit. But you don't necessarily know who Section 9 and Section 6 are separate from that conflict right. because it's not important to this fucking story. So I appreciate that, how it's different... Then, and maybe this is before these widespread tropes became necessary for anime, it seems. But I just, I appreciate when things don't have to stick to tropes. Even if I appreciate tropes like just trying something that I haven't seen before or that uh, I don't see often, I will give a mark on the good side. You know, that's a pro for me, no matter, almost no matter what. Like even for 86, I didn't like (laughs) the way that they directed it, but I appreciated that they fucking tried something in the first season. You oh, know? the first season they did. They yeah. went for it. And, like, good good on you, okay? Even if I don't like it, somebody does. Good on you. Mm-hmm. So, we talk about Matoko, and uh, there's not a lot of
0: characters. It's more of a show, don't tell. They're not building on too much. You know, you hear about this puppet master that they're trying to track down. What do you think about Bato in this scenario? Basically, the wingman of uh,
1: Matoko's. Uh... You mean Ron Perlman with a darker skin tone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's cool, man. I don't... I mean, there's nothing super special about him. I will say, I I assume just off of looks and because of the aesthetic of the anime, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you told me that Maine from Cyberpunk Edgerunners was directly His inspired. His eyes, everything, that looks kind of the same. Same haircut, Sam? like, you know, same fucking head shape and shit. I mean, Maine is built. Oh, yeah. But, you know, ba- Bato is no, he's not no fucking stick, you know?
0: And um but what I find interesting and I found it more interesting than the whole talk about life which maybe this this goes on to life as well but it seemed like Bato was kind of interested in Matoko. Like had almost like he had a crush on her or in, wanted to be around her more often and like Matoko even knew it. Maybe it was just really close friends but it's like these two people are basically I think Bato's also an AI or at least he's, he's a shell.
1: He's more like a 50% yeah,
0: because he's got a lot of things changed in yeah. his body. but it's like almost like you can see that there's still the whole what defines you as a human being yeah. there the, the the feelings and emotion. and I found that dynamic between them, which wasn't a lot, but like how he was always there for her. he, he saves sure. her. yep, you know, there's a lot of things. I just I found that more fascinating, okay. almost like two almost you could say AI or cybernetic beings mm-hmm. instead of human beings
1: have a love interest and a really deep connection. I don't know. I didn't really get much of that, but I I can see it now that you pointed it out and I I'm, I'm interested. Second to... watch through. No, you yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. And every think, time they talk, oh yeah, he is. I think you could say that that is speaking to like what it means to be human and like yeah. caring for another another thing, another being, you know, Bato cares deeply for Matoko whether it do, do be romantic or whether it's more of just a familial or a friendship thing, the the love is still there regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that goes to to show that that he is still whatever whatever it means to be human. You know, if you could love something, I think that goes a long way to being human. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, that's that's a cool that's a cool reading. I never I never really thought much of it. And you never thought I'd be thinking about the romantic aspect in this show, did you? Look at you. I don't know. know, You're a big old softy now.
0: Well, no, it's it's the fact that the way they do it is adult in tone because this isn't a oh, yeah. more adult film. It's yeah. not going to be like, what, you like me? And yeah. it, no, it's not going to do that. So I don't mind romance, but it's like, it maybe it wasn't even romance. It's just the fact that I could check, I could see this kinship uh-huh. between them in the very short amount of time that I had it. To be honest, the more and more that I read that there's no official sequel and it's meant to just end because there's a second one that came up, but it's technically non-canon. It kind of upsets me because I feel like this was a movie that well deserved a sequel after Matoko and the Puppet Master essentially become one. Yeah. I, I know it's supposed to leave on that message, but like you were saying, with so much show, don't tell. And I just wanted to just see, just give me 10, 15 more minutes. Yeah. 10, 15 more minutes of like what she does or something. I don't know what it, what it is, but...
1: Uh, it was a super vague ending. I wasn't exactly sure what it was trying to and say. And you know me, I'm all about endings. And yeah. I, I like some vague endings. I do, but... I want, I
0: want, I sat there at the end of the film. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to say to Earthworm. I just, I,
1: (laughs) I mean, cause like it vague is, we knew the the plot developments. It was very obvious what happened, you know, like you said, they, they merged into one consciousness, but my confusion comes into like, but why, or like what thematically did we accomplish from that? And I'm sure something there is, I just couldn't, from what I was
0: getting, uh, for this, um, puppet master mm-hmm. that's in this other body uh and stuff like that he was almost like telling motoko we're gonna combine to make a child essentially it's almost like reproducing for the cybernetics type of way because he's a sentient ai being yeah and put in a completely another body and she's basically a you know a shell but she has her consciousness, and they're like they're gonna meld their consciousness to make like a child through another means yeah it's and almost who, like a it, fusion because if you remember of... when matoko is reborn into a the new body and i know that bato puts her into that body mm-hmm. she says i am no longer this or no longer that i am this and i can't remember all the words so that's why i say it like that yeah
1: i'm no longer matoko or the puppet master i'm a new being altogether yeah it's it's like it symbolizes
0: they've they're gone but their memory is li- literally moved on into yeah. this new combined being and it's so ahead of its time sure. in 1995. I think that's what makes you the, the matrix. It made you want to question, like, I got to make shit like this. But now we've been hit with so many of these talks all the time. You sit there and go like, man, it was really vague. Yeah, and I guess. that's how I'm feeling. But really, maybe that's because we didn't get to experience this early and get to have that question of like, what does it mean? It you might know. have
1: just been a little bit more mind blowing I just wonder if it was yeah. trying to at the end because they fused if it was trying to say something along the lines of you know this is this is the right thing or a a path that can be chosen for humanity to to eventually like just you know meld all consciousness, not yeah, yeah, and not as like a collective consciousness, but to where machines and humans aren't a separate entity anymore, and they can they be kind of interchangeable
0: together. oh yeah, okay,
1: um. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I definitely didn't get like a, oh my God, that, it wasn't like the yeah, Evangelion where it's like, son of a bitch, that's what you've been saying to me. <laughs> I'm still not sure what Ghost in the Shell was trying to say at the end. It's one of those things because you I say you like- I didn't mean to like, talk about the ending no, part it's okay. right away, but I had to just, I'm trying to give you what, if it's
0: trying to leave some things to kind of your imagination or what you got out of it, that's the only thing I could really pull from it. And I usually sit here and think you're going to have the deeper concepts to it. So I was going to let you kind of bounce off me and be like, you know what? Maybe Earthworms takes better. Yeah, so, I
1: didn't. I, I had a hard time reading a lot of a yeah. lot of the themes other than... Well, I mean, I, you know, I, it's the what does it mean to be human? But I guess I didn't... I had a, t- a hard time reading exactly what was being said about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think there was a little bit being said about humans putting ourselves on a pedestal where... We don't necessarily deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're the dominant species of the Earth. We've fucking proven that. But really, when it comes down to it, what other than our abilities and opposable thumbs and the ability to use tools, type shit, we're not like. I guess we're could, not so different, <laughs> you and I. And somebody <laughs> could argue this, but I don't you know? We're not some like divine creation that was put down, and we're. It's not like we were gifted we're this gods. Earth. <laughs> you know, we're just. What happened to come about because some primordial ooze became a single celled organism, and then three billion years later, we are doing a podcast because we have internet and laptops and shit that's what and you we have think. shitty opinions <laughs> about fucking anime you know like why what makes us special? What makes us more demanding of creation than like an ant or something? you know mm. you know we can make up reasons, but in the grand scheme of the universe, does the fact that we can build a big house and an ant can't, does that really mean anything? And I think that's where it's kind of getting at, and that's why it's that's what the Puppet Master's trying to say: is like, the fuck makes you guys so special? Yeah, because I-
0: first is like discovered and pretty much. I think he's held captive for for a little minute before he gets taken away or something. Yeah, he's
1: in the blonde lady's body, and he gets hit by a car, and then they pick him up. Yeah, Um, and he's
0: asking for political asylum, and mm -hmm. he's really well-spoken, and then that's when he explains about the whole what makes you so much better than um stuff like that yeah that was very interesting
1: that's when the movie really really got its hooks into me as far as it did is when he started spouting that philosophy maybe i
0: thought after we watched perfect blue that if there's a serial killer the person is going to become a it's going to be a bad person at the end of this Mm -hmm. so you hear about this puppet master and matoko having to like find it and then after it's like a real level-headed sentient being trying to explain like i didn't do anything
1: wrong really and all of the bad (laughs) shit that it did was all human programmed by the time it gained like section six made it do this stuff and all that by the time it gained its own consciousness it was talking like you said top talking diplomatically to to folks and asking for diplomatic asylum and being like i don't want to hurt people but please don't hurt me (laughs) i don't want (laughs) to die but i do but not like this yeah i don't know it's just crazy
0: um So we pretty much got on most of what the film is. We've explained kind of what we, like I explained what I kind of didn't like at first, but do you want to, we usually talk about some scenes or stuff that really got your attention and then eventually run down to like our final ratings. It's not the
1: biggest discussion because it's pretty simplistic. Yeah. So before we get into scenes, I do want to, so I I teased this a little bit earlier, but Brian Cranston was a voice actor in the dub of this. Was he? Because I did not catch it. I looked at the cast afterwards. Um I'm he was Mr. This. Willis. I don't remember who Mr. the fuck Willis. Mr. Willis was.
0: That's right. I do remember we were doing a podcast. I listened to a podcast. I think it was Trash Taste, and they talked about how they had some great actors in certain anime movies, yeah. that, like back, especially with uh, Ghibli Studio. Yeah, well, Brian Cranston
1: Ghibli. is also the voice of the cat in The Cat Returns. There we go. But this was before he was any sort of famous. This is before Malcolm in the Middle. Like this was when he was still like a a theater actor doing like local shit. He had a fairly for all things considered, for Brian Cranston, he had a fairly decorated voice acting career. And I just think it's funny how he's, he's some, like, minor fucking character in this. And he's Brian fucking Cranston. You know what's crazy, dude? No lie. I'm going through all the actors, characters,
0: ghosts in the show for English language. He's not in here. I swear to God, dude! Unless Amazon lied to me. What I do know is Steve Bloom, which makes a lot of sense. Really, and I'm pretty sure that was Bato, but
1: maybe I'm wrong. No, that wasn't Bato. That wasn't Bato. No, at it least wasn't. again, unless Amazon, with their stupid little fucking info shit, because I, I clicked on it because I was like, let's see some voice actors, and it had Brian Cranston on the bottom, and it said he voiced Mister Fucking Willis. Yeah, hey, I was wrong. Bato was Richard Epgar. Yeah. So who is Steve Bloom?
0: Kid- I have no idea. They put Stephen Bloom as Kidnapper B. That's so. So this funny. must have been. Uh, yeah, this was before Cowboy this before Bebop. Bebop. This was oh, like. So he was just getting his
1: start. Yeah, this probably got dubbed. But I mean, I'm gonna guess like 96, 97, maybe, maybe. A little uh, bit later, but yeah, this was when some of these guys, like, again, Brian fucking Cranston is some shit. But, but
0: I'm just going to let you know, I'm going through here. I don't see Brian
1: Cranston. Well, look, all right. I take, don't, I, I don't mean to do Amazon. this on the podcast, no, but I'm going through it take all. Take it up with fucking Amazon, okay? Because he was there. All right. I'm, I'm going to look it up again. I'm going to fucking, you know what? No, we're, I'm going to look it up on my end. No, I'm going to look up mine. Mr. But Willis but voice actor. Here we go. Phil Williams was a pseudonym name Brian used before in Street Fighter 2, the movie. So this same Phil Williams credit is, is most likely Brian Cranston. There's no Phil Williams. Look, bro, <laughs> just... I don't know what the fuck we oh, want. Oh, Dr. Willis. Excuse me. I said Mr. Willis. Sounds, uh, right here it says, Phil Williams was mistakenly
0: credited for voicing Willis when in fact it was Marvin Barakat provides the voice. So Phil
1: Williams was Brian
0: Cranston. He was mistakenly credited for the voicing, which he wasn't for Willis.
1: Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. That was a whole heap of bullshit. Fix that, Amazon. It literally says it on trivia here, IMDb. like what you didn't know. Fix uh, that, is- that. You are like the people. <laughs> you are, you're the people who know this shit. I thought that was so cool, Brian. Cran- no, I it. did too. But then
0: I'm like, just wanting to look at where Steve fucking Bloom was, stupid. and then
1: as I'm looking through, I'm like, I don't see no Brian Cranston. Improperly credited, and thirty fucking years later, we can't get it right. <laughs>
0: That's stupid. This is the real crime here in America. Whatever. Fucking okay.
1: right. Patrick Stewart was in Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, and I'm sticking to that. If don't you dare tell I'm me that, I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm just I will kidding. burn this fucking house down. Um. So, yeah, what were you, before I ruined your whole thing? I (laughs) I literally, I don't know. We were talking about scenes, and I was like, hey, here's a little fun fact that apparently was wrong. Stupid. So, yeah, how about you talk about some scenes? Because I already talked about, for once, the the opening
0: scene of seeing how the cybernetic bodies. Yeah, no, that was cool. Ready, already, that's what got me into the mode of like, oh, this can be great. Yep. You know, so I like that scene. Um, I really do like the idea. I, it's a small scene, but at the beginning of the episode where uh, Matoko is, like, jumping out the window, and as she's going down, like, falling out, mm-hmm. and someone stares at her eyes, she slowly is going invisible with the camouflage, and it goes to everything but her head, and then her head disappears because yep. it's the camouflage, but her eyes are just the last thing to fucking go, and, you know, her eyes are like yeah. those white piercing eyes, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I like that.
1: I'm sure so- not everybody will, but I appreciated the casual nudity.
0: Yeah, I, I know you do. When yeah. you don't like, I appreciate. Did you like those nipples? Actually, yeah. <laughs> like when a character is <laughs> yeah. just
1: naked, it's like nice. All right. Nice. When it, don't make a big deal out of it. It's just nude for being nude. I like naked people. <laughs> I like naked. Yeah. People. It's like, does she have a reason to be nude? I don't fucking care. Who cares? It's fun. It's 1995. It's Nineteen,
0: anime. 1995. <laughs> um, so those are like right off the like the beginning that I really liked. I liked everything to do. With the uh, the gun mechanics, the effects of, like, recoil and everything, yep. hitting vehicles and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. My God, did I like that. I loved... It's the little things, but, like, oh, he's using these huge caliber rounds in, like, this Uzi. And they're like, man, he's crazy. But, like, halfway into shooting it... His gun jams it's, up. It's literally heating up, and you have to pull, like, the barrel out because you've pretty much destroyed your barrel. That's crazy. I love it because people forget how hot guns get. Like... One of the few things I've seen in live-action films, there was a guy, and it's it's probably a movie no one gives a shit about, but a guy is shooting the gun six times, and he's like torturing this girl, going each time I fire a shot, it's gonna get hotter, and I'm gonna get it closer to a certain area. That sounds vile, but that's that's the sh- little bit of details people realize that like, that gun is fucking hot, yeah, and that put on your skin, it's like a brand. So seeing that effect in this anime after shooting huge, huge rounds, I don't know.
1: That's the little things that like ah, nice. I feel that. So, I liked all those scenes with the, basically the action. All right, yeah. Um, I yeah, I like the action scenes too. I uh, I liked it so the dude with the Uzi when she finally gets a hold of him and she gives him like a fucking I think it was like a roundhouse kick or something, yeah, but it yeah. Like a karate chop and he does like a triple spin in the air or some shit. Oh, that yeah. looked really good. That, that was really, really cool. Good. But like the the one scene that really blew my mind and that that's living in my head is that final fight scene. Between uh, Matoko and and the, the tank.
0: When she's trying to
1: rip the door Holy off and it's ripping fuck. her whole
0: ligaments and all, all that. All the muscles get, like, togoro up almost. You almost see it as, like, that would happen to a human being if all your muscles, like, inside If you didn't skin... feel pain, yeah. you could
1: do that to yourself.
0: Oh, yeah. But we feel pain because we're never going to do that. But yeah. I-, I was watching that, and when you can make me go, ooh, ooh, yeah. even though it's not real and she's not even fully human... I was feeling that, like, damn. Mm-hmm.
1: And it wasn't even just the animation and everything visually, but it was Motoko's, like, mindset during that. Like, I'm going to patch in. I'm it, Again, it wasn't ever... She never sat down and gave a two-minute monologue about why she needed to talk to this puppet master. Yeah, But we could get it, you know? She's having these questions of what it means to be human, and then this artificial intelligence, this fucking machine this creation is saying that it is sentient and it demands respect of a sentient being. She wants to figure, she she needs to know. So she's going in there doing this stupid fight. Like, there's no way she's going to beat this fucking giant tank. Now even Bato's like, "There's without backup, you're not going to make it. And she's like, the hell I am. Yeah, but <laughs> she's doing it anyway, you know? And you're seeing her bullets aren't doing a goddamn thing, but she's doing it anyway. And then she rushes the thing. Like you said, she tries to rip the the top off of it her muscles are just bulging out like fucking crazy yeah. and I loved the uh, I loved the way they did camouflage because it's like you could still see the movement in, in like that scene especially yeah. I think that it that probably was, like, was the CG too that was cool I just yeah. I loved that and like you could still seek like make out where her body was and then she lands on the tank still camouflage but it's like oh it's still badass oh yeah very cool and then I loved when Unfortunately, her body falls apart, and the fucking thing grabs her face, and it's squeezing. And it's squeezing, but her expression never changes the entire time. It's just this dead blank look, and it's like, oh my god, it's making you question like, is she more human or robot at this point? Because that is crazy, and you're just you're, you're just dealing it. with it. You're about like, to whatever. die. It doesn't matter. Yeah, fucking wild. Um, and I think if you destroy the brain, that
0: destroys the you know the 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 uh, ghost inside. Maybe you. it's kind of like. Altered carbon with the sleeve. If you burn the little piece that puts your, you know, yep. soul into the body, it's gone. Sure. But if you just kill the sleeve, you can keep putting yourself in a new body. I think that's how it kind of works in Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Because at the end of this, uh, Bato is able to save her from getting her brain destroyed from snipers. Because if you remember that scene of uh, both of them getting sniped right. and I the mean, heads yep. exploding, that is also detailed. That is like a Quentin Tarantino type of let's show you what happens when your fucking head explodes. Yeah. And it was like whoa! So, all this comes at the, once again. The last fifteen minutes of the the film, twenty yep. minutes, and it's like all of these films are the best at the ending when it comes
1: to that part. Yeah, so. that last like fifteen minutes really fucking sold me on on yeah. this movie, and I loved all the gratuitous violence. We brought it up earlier, but that's why we like cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the cyberpunk vibe, but also that like it's a nineteen nineties anime movie. OVAs fall into the same category of we're just gonna go wild. You know, go nuts, and it, boy. And it just looks so in like you don't. I, where do you get that? Where do you get like people's like anatomy on the outside? i you know we see plenty of blood. We've seen people get their limbs chopped off and shit. But like, when's the last time? But before cyberpunk edge runners, we've seen a man's head explode and you can see like the base of his spine sticking out from that. Like, yeah, it's gross and visceral, but it's like it gives you that feeling of being an eleven-year-old playing Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, um, you look. You got that look. What do you what that look? <clears throat> it's the manga, so I kind of
0: it got a little more detailed about like what is Matoko and stuff like that, and okay? How her body works. And sorry, the first thing that popped up was I saw e-sex with quotations. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? So it says here apparently e-sex as depicted in the splash panel. Is a lucrative but illegal act that is because it ties together the user's nerve systems to allow shared simultaneous sensations, such as intimate connections, have the potential for serious complications. So it's almost like a, an advanced way to have sex via nervous, like combining yourself. Oh, God. And Matoko's body is one of the most advanced models on the market, possessing the 16, it's like measurements centimeter skin tactical elements, meaning she has greatly heightened sense of touch. These nerves render her E sex acts especially pleasurable. Therefore she makes a good profit from doing activities. Oh my. So it's almost like she's saying she actually has she's a sex s- worker along. As with well being because she's so good at it and or you get better pleasure from it. Huh. What
1: the fuck? I yeah, didn't need Jesus to know Christ. that, but now I'm like, what? I think I'm kind of glad they left that part out of the movie. Well, that's
0: it's probably cuz the manga has more time to explain what makes her hurt. But I'm like, what, dude? Jesus Christ. No wonder why people like want to make a whole bunch of like rule 34s of Oh, her. Jesus. It gets hornier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it gets wh- neat.
0: Um so this is why you like her. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but uh yeah, on that note, uh wow. Yeah, um, that that sure is something, isn't it? They had measurements of her skin cells, okay, Holy man shit. sixteen centimeters like 16 how thick is our skin
1: I don't know, not that thick i don't I'd have no idea <laughs> this is a conversation I wasn't expecting to get into anyway,
0: um no, so yeah, any any other key scenes except for the tank fighting scene that you could think I think there i I may have been a little wrong on this one, but I'm pretty sure there's one where she was like going in the water and all that stuff as well, kind of like we were talking about in perfect
1: blue, where she comes out the other side um. Oh, I can't I, think of the exact scene. It sounds about right, but it's just not coming. Yeah, to I'm me missing for some the reason. exact scene
0: that I'm thinking about. Why do I not remember this at all? Like hell, I think it was just like a vision or a dream she was having, and it felt like she was um, coming up the water, and then it like made her body come to the other side. It was mm-hmm. like really well done. I'm trying to look it up right now, and I feel like I'm failing hardcore here. That's uh, the big one that I was thinking of. Uh, da, 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 da. It's
1: lost to the ages. But. yeah, I can't think of anything else to to too much that stuck out to me, you know. Yeah. But a like pretty said, safe
0: movie for you. Yeah,
1: every I mean just everything was so crisp and there was a lot of just a lot of atmosphere, a lot of dead space, you know, which I appreciate to a certain extent, but it it makes it harder to to pick out individual scenes that were like this one blew my mind and this one blew my mind. I did, you know, we we mentioned it last week about um Perfect Blue. It wasn't quite the motif that Perfect Blue used it as, but there was a lot of mirror use. I don't know if that was just a new thing that yeah. people had learned how to do in animation. Maybe or... I'm thinking of a mirror, and not water. I don't know what it was. Maybe, but, but there was pl- I mean, there were plenty of times. Um, the mirror scene that sticks out to me the most is when she jumped off the building and she's like fucking falling down, and you could, yes. yeah, it's like flowing with you know her image and the mirror is like flowing together. Yeah.
0: I also because I'm thinking of the water scene. It's when she's fighting that that criminal guy, the water scene where literally she's using her camo and all that stuff. And she's like flipping this guy on the top of the water and all that stuff. And you only see like right now I'm watching the scene and he's getting flipped around all because she's literally fucking him up in yeah. the camouflage and like the splashing. And then I'm pretty sure there's a moment where like you can see her a little bit over the water because yes, like the shadow is still there. So he's laying in the water and all that. You don't see anything, but you see a little bit of a shadow in the water. It was a really good detail. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, they did that with the tank fight, too, where she jumped on the tank. She was almost outlined by water. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's what I'm... I guess I thought when it was the water scene, I thought it was something else. But yeah, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to do with water, especially back then, and making it look good is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, water mirrors, like just the the use of reflection. I have to imagine that was a newly honed technique in animation. Yeah, when all these move because it's just been so frequent. You know, these past two have been like, we're we have mirrors and we're gonna fucking use them. You're gonna like it. That's we're gonna love it unfortunately
0: there's not too much to say it's actually a pretty cut and dry kind of thing it's definitely defined generations i can see that for sure but yeah aesthetically
1: you... i can see how it influenced a lot of things and then just like we said the the philosophy in the movie i can definitely see but um if
0: you want to get to the final takes i can let you go this time since sure yeah. this was my pick yeah and... i'll go
1: first um yeah i i just to summarize i really my favorite thing about it i think is kind of like my favorite thing about the akira you know it's it's the vibes the vibes it's the it's the aesthetic it's that cyberpunk it's everything's dark and gritty and it's very unsaturated colors but when there is a color it really it'll really pop you know what i mean because it's supposed to you know the the red on like the eyes of the fucking android or some shit when that when that shit pops it's supposed to i really like all of that i do think it was a little breathy I do think it was a little, I don't, bloated's not the right word because it's an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not
0: long, but. I think they
1: could have done more with the
0: plot. Yeah, um, they, they decided to, like I said, fill it in with
1: the scenes of
0: like, let's show you the city, let's yeah. put some music going, let's just pan the shots a little bit. And it's like, I like it, but it's like, you know, you could have gave us some more
1: of on, something else. On a rewatch, maybe I'll understand. It's more, I guess I didn't expect it to be this existential. You know, I knew there was going to be some existential questions, but I didn't expect it to be 90% that. I figured it would be more of a 50-50 split, like you were thinking, where there was going to be a, a good bit more action in it.
0: Yeah, more of like trying to get, trying to
1: track down the Puppet Master a little bit more than yeah. it just kind of halfway being like, no, you're wrong about how the Puppet Master was. I and, thought the you know. Puppet Master was going to have like some Saw-type dungeon or something yeah. like that. Instead, he was just a nice guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what, it really catches you off guard there. Just a nice dude. Um, So I think it was really if I if I got any anything like non enjoyable about this, it was really just my expectations not being exactly what I expected. You know, yep. so now that I know what it what it is to expect, I think I'll enjoy it more the next time I get around. But I'm going to go off the mal ratings because I'm having a hard time. I'm going to give this an eight point five. Um if well, I, that's ha- not a I if I have to that's give it eight, a mal rating, I'm gonna give it a nine and I'm gonna give it that because I do respect that it it is majorly influential in a lot of the things that we have in this world media wise we would not have without ghost in the shell. Yes. That gets points for me. I appreciate that. Um But yeah, it was just not my absolute favorite anime movie you know what i mean i mean
0: you almost giving it a nine for all that stuff you just said that's pretty that's pretty big that's that's pretty good because
1: when it did like what it did was great you know the philosophy was really interesting the action when you had it was great i just i think most of my problem were my expectations not being met exactly you know not even as a quality level but from what i what we were going to actually fucking see and me just not really being able to decipher the philosophy. And I'm not saying that makes it bad or anything, but that just means it didn't quite resonate with me. Right. Like something, you know, like The Perfect Blue and The Akira have. All right.
0: Um so a lot of what you said is kind of how I feel. I felt especially for me since I picked this, I did have a high expectation and this is when sometimes your expectations can kind of do you in, if I could say that. Sure. Where it's like, damn, dude, you really got caught up in the hype train. Yeah, thirty
1: years of expectations.
0: Thirty years of expectations. You know, normally I'm I'm on the same side of like, why did they have to make a live action adaptation? So I'm like, hearing all of the critics and like how, you know, everything's better in the original. So I'm like, all right, so people really are die hard about this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I went into that, and I love the cyberpunk worlds. I've watched a lot of live actions with cybernetics and AI, and what makes you human. So I have to take that in consideration with this, this final grade, because if I was going off of like, well, it didn't hit me, so I'm going to give it a low grade, that's not right, because this is the originator almost, and it had a lot of good ideas to put in 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say 80 minutes, like that's literally it, what, what it is. What, 82 minutes? It's literally... Less than Fooly Cooly, and it made more sense than Fooly Cooly. <laughs> Let me keep saying that right now. All y'all, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 Fooly Cooly. It's like, please tell me which one was easier to follow, because I'll even say Ghost in the Shell was easier to I will not have this Fooly Cooly slander <laughs> on the
1: podcast. I
0: have to make sure they understand the difference between me and you. I am JD. I'm saying that now. So, anyway, that being said, this is a this is really good show, but I feel like I need to watch it a second time.
1: Yeah, to fully understand. And I hate
0: that because sometimes I want to go off of like, if it didn't hit you right away in the first try, why are you giving it a decent rating? But there's a lot there the more I think on it mm-hmm. and the more we talk about it. That's why I like doing the podcast after because we can really get into all right, maybe what I was thinking was right. That's why
1: we do the podcast. That's why
0: that's what, <laughs> that's why we do it. And um I just wanted them to go a little bit harder with the main character. Obviously, the manga has a lot of details about her. Maybe it's good they maybe too many. Yeah, maybe they should take some of that out. But also, it from one reading, she had paragraphs and paragraphs of what made her what her, she was, her yeah. body and what she was, you know, able to do, her mind and all this stuff. And I just felt like they could have done a second movie. They could have gone on the backstory of the original, like Ghost. What is Motoko you know, Matoko before Matoko? but now she's a separate entity like maybe she fought with her past like it's still not fully gone i don't know mm-hmm. i just felt like i wanted a little bit more but maybe it's great to have a nice short sweet done maybe the mystery is
1: what makes her maybe so maybe that's the
0: important thing and it obviously made a lot of what is made today it's it's defined everything and it looks great i've i'm loving the 90s aesthetic it's been a lot more. of fun a lot of fun so i'm going to give it biased because i just watched it an eight out of ten mal wise okay. but in my mind i'm giving it like a 7.7 7. okay on imdb it's 7.9 i'm like that i'm like not ready to place it above eight very good but it's good i'm not gonna say it's not good yeah so and don't shoot me i mean eight's a really good rating once my mal gets put back up because it's it's been down for like yeah, three days because I'm a hacker because they wanted to make their anime number because one and it's like, master. you weebs are the problem. It was the puppet it master. It was the puppet master. Damn it. We should have known. We're going to have to combine bodies to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> this has turned into Power Rangers real fucking quick. <laughs> so no, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Truly a really well. It's definitely out of the three we've watched now. I mean, two we've watched and this is the third. It's it's not as good as those other two i would agree with that and And i never you never would thought i'd say perfect blue is like one of my favorites but it is you know it was really good it's just how it's done so uh yeah eight out of ten and we got almost an eight to nine out of ten that's still really good on the
1: movies list yeah yeah i'm down for that i uh yeah so uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation about ghost in the shell if you have any thoughts comments questions concerns about the things we brought up or maybe you got uh I don't know. Maybe you can explain. Maybe you have a reading (laughs) on on exactly what the ending meant, and maybe it'll help us out. Um, and also, if you're out there, tell us what other Ghost in the Shell properties are worth checking out. You know what I mean? You know what are should we watch (laughs) 2.0? There's 30 adaptations. Um, tell us which ones are worth it. You know. Um, tell us which is the good series. Because again, I've heard standalone complex is not that, and that's all I know. I know the 95 movies good, and the new series bad. Everything in the middle. The new Who knows? bad. So we're going to need that uh, ghost-in-the-shell watcher's guide in the Discord. Speaking of the Discord, why don't you join it up? Why don't you talk to us? Why don't you hang out with us? That'd be cool. Link is in the show notes. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter if you just want a less personal, more updated version. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash animatebrotherspodcast. Uh, and this is the your reminder, patrons, in two weeks' time. So not next episode, but the episode after. We got the Patreon Rundown coming up, so... You gotta give us the rundown. Get your messages in the Patreon Rundown Discord channel, or if you're not part of the Discord and you are a patron, just message us through Patreon and we'll get it, and uh, we will read anything that you that you leave in there. We will read your messages, and it is fun. Yes, uh, follow us on your preferred podcast platform, especially on Apple Podcasts. I'm still mad about it. That Apple Podcasts is, is fine, but it could be better. And yes so um should we give them should we give them the spiel on what we're watching next week in case they want to watch well along? for
0: once we actually do know what we're, we're back on schedule now for this one and then i'm picking the last one which i'm jumping back and forth between two movies so by, by next week we'll we'll have yeah. it
1: settled down but yes let them know what week, we're watching next because he's keeping with the same director yeah we're going <laughs> back we're going back to the well that is satoshi Khan. um we're going to be watching paprika Now, unfortunately, I have not been able to find Paprika on any streaming services anywhere, at least in the United States. If you are in a foreign country and you have it, you know, again, join the Discord and let other people who might live in that country know where to watch it. nowhere, not even on Amazon. I haven't found it anywhere. So uh, our plan is to either rent it or buy it. On what maybe Amazon. Oh, shit. Then I'm making you rent or buy Yeah, mine. I was gonna. Don't worry. I was gonna front <laughs> this bill. That's fine. No, no, you don't have to front. I'm just like, all right. I thought we were trying to find the, the, the free option. No, trust me. I've looked for the free option when I, after I found Perfect Blue for free on a streaming service, I was like, well, y- yeah, I guess yeah. I can bite the bullet for paprika. So we will be watching paprika and reviewing it next week. And uh, yeah, it uh, you can rent it on like Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon, like probably Microsoft, anywhere you can. Purchase things. Uh, but yes, we're going back to the well that is Satoshi Khan and uh, I believe it was his final film. So we're going to see where the... Uh, we're just to
0: let you know, if you win this overall picking movies, you get only half a point because you picked the same director for two movies. I, just saying. Just look, saying. I know he's good,
1: okay? But yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm just I, saying, though. I do think it's cool how we're going to be... So we started with Perfect Blue as far as Mr. Kon went, and that's his first directorial debut. And now we're doing And I last. believe Paprika was the last one, so it's kind of like a a front and back of of this man's career. Mm -hmm. So tune in next week for our Paprika review and Movie May continuations. Yeah, baby! And uh, hopefully we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. See you later, guys.